seated, amen, tonight, amen. I know that we have a busy night tonight, and we are excited, amen. How many are excited for our homes, amen? Man, when I look at, at, at the graduates, amen, I see endurance, I see uh, 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 perseverance, amen, and, and so, and, and I see determination, and I also see potential, amen, and tonight I want to speak about a few things, amen, uh, regarding that, amen, and, and, and uh, I, when we were in Mexico a few years ago, uh, you know, and, and before I go on with that, you know, I just want to once again thank uh, uh, Pastor, Pastor Danny and his wife, amen, for allowing me the privilege, amen, to speak behind this pulpit, amen, just to be here in Albuquerque in, in, in the great state of New Mexico, amen, praise the Lord. And so I don't uh, count it lightly, amen, and I know you guys hear that a lot when, when guests come in, they, they say that, but really, we don't, amen, we don't take it lightly, amen, we know that this is an honor, amen, it's a privilege, it's not something that we just sit there and say, okay, one more, uh, let's do this and let's do that. But every place that I know that I come into, and, and a lot of our ministers, we uphold that, amen. We, we believe that, that God has something in store, amen. And, and, and so this message, I really pray that it, 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 it touches uh, where it's supposed to, amen, and that it encourages, amen. And I don't know if they have it up there yet, but uh, what I'm going to be speaking about is empty quivers, amen. I'm going to be talking about an empty quiver. And uh, um, last year when we were in, in Mexico for our regional meetings, uh, uh, I was in line, me and Pastor Ronnie, we were getting ready to get some coffee, amen. And how many know that you, the stories that they say that when you go for coffee, sometimes the Lord begins to start speaking, right? And so we were there in line and we we're getting ready to get some coffee and Pastor Paul Lloyd was right behind us and actually, no, he was in front of us and he turned around and me and Pastor Ronnie and, and he tells us about the work that they're doing in Germany. How many of you guys have seen what God is doing in Germany? Amen. Praise the Lord. So before we actually got the news that they got the place and all these things that are happening now, he had, was talking to us and he said, do you have anybody? Do you, do you have somebody that can come help? First he's telling Ronnie and Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Ronnie's like, oh, you know. And then Pastor Ronnie turns around and looks at me and he says, Dave, what about you? And I'm looking around to who I could pass the next buck to, right? But the Lord spoke to me that day, and he began to tell me, your, your quiver is empty. And, and that's a hard pill to swallow, amen? That's a hard pill to swallow when, when God is elevating you and doing certain things with your ministry and with your life. And you begin to start looking back and saying, what have I really done? What impact have I really made? Because when the time counts... Do I have? And so when I began to think of it, I said, wow, you know what? We're not ready. So that day, from that day, I said, I have to be intentional in everything that I do. Amen. And what I do, because this is where God is going to begin to start defining are the people that I work with. Amen. The disciples that I'm able to work with and the people that I'm privileged to be able to have uh, 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 to work with the, the ministers that are here. Amen. It's good to see all the pastors here backing up the homes, amen. Give the Lord a hand, amen, for the pastors, amen. That right there shows you that you care, amen. Shows the, 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 uh, the graduates that your life matters, amen. And tonight, amen, I know that without a shadow of doubt, what is it, 21? 
We are going to be having 21 arrows, amen, getting ready, amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles with me, turn to the, to the book of Psalms. We're going to go ahead and start at verse uh, uh, Psalms 127, amen. I don't have a lot of time tonight, amen, but I want to get through this real quickly. But I believe that God wants to speak to us in this message, amen. And like I shared with you, that, that's not a good feeling. So I, I made it a point that I began to ask God, what is it that I need to do? How is it that I need to prepare, amen? How is it that as a leader, how am I going to be able to, to get to the next level, amen? How am I going to be able to elevate? How am I going to be able to say next time that question is asked that I won't hesitate, amen? That I would say that, you know what, not only my quiver is full, but my pastor's quiver is full, my regional pastor's quiver is full, our, our, our multi-regional pastor's quiver is full. That's our responsibility, amen? Our responsibility as directors, as pastors, as ministers of the gospel are always to make sure that our quiver is full. The Bible says in Psalms 127, 4 and 5, it says, As as arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one youth. Happy, blessed, and fortunate is the man whose quiver is full. It says, They will not be put to shame, and they will speak with adversaries, and in the gatherings in the cities of the gate. Father God, I come before you tonight, God. And Lord, I pray that right now, Lord, you'd put me aside. Lord, I pray that right now you'd begin to use me as your weapon of choice. Lord, begin to use me as an arrow, God, that I would hit the mark, Father God. Lord, let me not go to the right or to the left with this message, but Lord, as you are the archer, God, Lord, I pray that right now that this would penetrate the heart's of the men and the women here tonight, God. And especially to the graduates, Father God. Lord, I pray that it would penetrate their hearts as they get ready for the next journey. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' powerful name, all the people said, Amen and Amen. Amen. One of the things is about an arrow is that when you are an arrow, the arrow doesn't have the the the, the uh, 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 it cannot decide which direction it goes. It doesn't have the the, the it cannot decide uh, the the hows and the winds. Hallelujah! You get what I'm saying here tonight, Amen. See, when we were born, we didn't have any say of where we were going to be born at, amen, or what century we were going to be born in. Why is it that we were now born in the century that we're at? Why is it that we are now in this time, in this age, amen? See, God, long time ago, had already shot the arrow, amen. He had already predestined. He knew that you and I would be here at this time, at this moment, because this is the appointed time for you and I. See, we have to know that the Bible says that God, even before time, began to start launching, amen. But before he did that, he knew that he was hit the target. See, targets and arrows and bows and arrows are not toys for boys, amen. They are tools for a warrior. And we know that God began to shoot the target, amen. But what happened was that we ourselves began to miss the mark. You know what sin means? Sin means missing the mark, amen. 
And what that does, and when we begin to miss the mark, it's because something along the line, we begin to have the potential, but we didn't have kinetic potential. See, we had potential power. How many know what potential power is? See, you and I have potential power. You and I have an ability to do something. God has given you and I potential, amen? We all have it within us. But the kinetic power, what that is, is actually making it move in motion, amen? You have to begin to begin to start making it happen, amen? You have to go into where the direction that God wants you to go. See, tonight a chair has potential for somebody to sit in it. But the kinetic potential is that somebody sits in it. Amen? We know the instruments right there have potential to be played. Right there they look beautiful. They're nice. But it doesn't, it, it has no kinetic potential yet. And the kinetic potential is when the keyboard player gets behind there and starts to play the keys then it has kinetic potential. Amen? How many are with me yet right now? See, you and I have to know that it was the plan of God. And what happens is that we begin to get distracted. And I want to give you a quick little couple of formulas of what takes place when an arrow is produced or when it's manufactured or when it's beginning to get handpicked by the archer. See, the first thing is that in the making and the process of an arrow is that it has to be pruning. There has to be a pruning, a cutting, amen? And how many know that when the archer sees a branch or he sees a limb, that he knows that this might be the potential, this might be a potential arrow. And as he breaks that branch, as he prunes the branch, then he begins to see that it has impurities, amen? It has bumps. It has different things that are wrong with it, amen? See, when you and I came into the home, when you went into the home, and I'm speaking to the graduates here today, amen, when you went into the home, you were pruned, amen. God seen potential in your life. He handpicked you, the Bible said, that he didn't let you did not choose him, but he chose you. He could have chose anybody else. And many of you know that your family members that might not be saved today, you know drug addicts that are still out there gangbanging, uh, using drugs and gang members that are still out there. Why didn't he choose them? He chose you, amen. He handpicked you. He got you ready and he began to pull you down. But along with the pruning process, uh, he has to begin to start defining it and making sure that it's all the impurities are taken off of it. The Bible also speaks about that the impurities of silver and gold, that the dross has to be removed, amen. It has to go through, go through to, to be refined through much heat. But here through the process of, of the pruning, amen. See, everything uh, 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 on a perfect arrow, that it must be conformed, amen. See, we understand that, uh, that the practice involving a selective of the removing of certain parts of a plant. See, you and I came into a place. We were selected to come into a ministry such as Victory Outreach. See, God handpicked us. 
He could have put us in a church down the street. He could have put us in another ministry. But God pruned us and He brought us and He said, I'm going to go ahead and launch you into a place like this because this is the ministry that you're going to be developed. This is the ministry that you're finally going to get it together, that you're not going to backslide, that you're not going to go back to the world. See, you and I were selected and we were shot into the ministry, amen. We were shot into this ministry. Many times we're distracted along the way. But along with the pruning comes the sanding. That's the second part. We know that the sanding away must take away all the impurities, all the imperfections of the arrow. Because any little false little part with it, it would miss. It would lose its velocity. It would lose its power. It would lose its strength. And so as you're in the home, for many of you, you know that that sanding didn't feel very good. Hallelujah. That discipline didn't feel very good. That sister next to you sometimes, when they say iron sharpens iron, my God, iron sharpens iron, amen. But you got sanded a little bit, amen. And along the way, see, a pearl isn't made just out of a pearl, amen. But we know that what happens, that the oyster opens up, amen, and it begins a little bit of sand and a little bit of water, and then much friction takes place. Then it opens up again and a little bit of water and a little bit of sand comes in and then a lot of friction happens. So I believe that's why the pearly gates are the pearly gates. Because when we finally get there, we're going to recognize and we're going to identify what it took of the struggles that it took in our life to get there. Amen? See, you and I are involved in a ministry that's not just a fly-by-night ministry. We don't just sit back in our chairs and just say, okay, kumbaya, oh, hallelujah. But we're the type of ministry, as soon as you get up tomorrow morning, you're going to say, okay, I got my certificate. That was great. We had a good time. But now it's time to put my sleeves up and I got to get to work. What does my pastor need? What does my director need? Do they need another director somewhere else? I got to go ahead and get involved in the church now. I got to make my presence known there. I got to walk around even when I don't feel like it. I need to put on my game face. I need to let people know that Jesus Christ saved my life. Hallelujah. So you know that this morning, this evening, that you have been sanded. There was a sanding process. Amen. See, as we spoke about that sin causes us to miss the mark. In the Hebrew word, which means that the archer's term of instruction leads to the, to the missing of a mark. It also means, like I said, sin means to miss the mark. See, you and I, every one of us miss the mark. We miss the mark. So what he had to do, what happened was that he had to recreate and get us reborn again. Hallelujah. He said, you didn't do it right the first time. You kind of messed up. You did your thing. So what I'm going to do is allow you to introduce you to my son, Jesus Christ. You're going to get to know what the blood did for you there on Calvary. I'm going to allow you to be rebirthed. So this way you won't miss the mark the next time. See, God knew exactly what he was doing. The Bible says in Isaiah 49, 2, it says that he made my mouth sharp like a sword in the shadow and in the hands that he hid me. He made me like a polished arrow 
in the quiver he hid me away. See, you and I have to know that God puts us away at times. See, when somebody gets used, you the other arrows don't sit there and say, oh, why him? Why did he get to be used? But how many know that sometimes that's the way it is? All of a sudden, we see somebody else get pulled out before us, and we want to start acting up. We want to start saying, well, what about me? When is it my turn? When is it going to be me? Hallelujah. But we have to know that it's not our timing, amen. It's, it's up to the timing of God. Right now, there's individuals in the home that are looking at you. They're watching you now. They're going to watch you. Let me let you know something. That tomorrow morning, they're going to look for your faults. They're going to sit there and say, oh, but you graduated, right? Look at all the things that you still got problems with. Nobody said that you're perfect. Nobody said you're going to get through this thing without getting hurt, amen? But what I'm telling you is that now you will have kinetic potential. You're going to now be able to go into the places that you, the, the other individuals can't go yet. And those of you that are waiting, those of you that are still in the home, it's not your time to get upset. You can't get mad now because they're getting get ready and they're getting polished. They're getting sanded. They're getting ready to get launched out into whatever area of ministry that they'll be in within their local church. See, we understand that there's an outward manifestation. We know that the arrow, amen, will begin to go and it would try to hit its mark. We, you and I, have to begin to understand the analogy of what an arrow, what it takes, amen. See, when you and I are in the bow that we have, we're expanded, we're pulled, amen. Sometimes we're pulled back. Sometimes in the home you want to give up. You don't want to go through what you're going through. Sometimes you get that phone call that somebody passed away. Somebody's hurting out there. There was a time I remember before I decided to do what I'm doing. I was sitting there at home and I was sitting at 3 o'clock in the morning. I got a phone call and it was my daughter. She was uh, intoxicated and she was telling me, Dad, I don't want to live this life no more. I'm tired of this thing. I don't want to do this. And she was driving radically and she was crying and sobbing. And I was like, no, God, not another one of my kids. In 2004, when I was in New York, I got that phone call from one of my sons. They told me they killed your son last night. That was was something that none of us want to go through. Amen. None of us want to get that phone call. But I remember what it was. It was tugging. The enemy tried to take me out again. He tried to knock me out. He said, you know what? Yeah, look at what you're doing over there. You're over there doing this and doing that. And I'm killing your kids. I can be real with you this this evening, right? Amen. We're family, right? I can share my heart with you, right? Amen. That night... After when she was driving, I said, God, you know what? You're asking a lot of me again. You've already, one of my kids are already gone. You've already taken one of them. Lord, don't take another one. 
And I begin to pray like a prayer that I've never prayed before. I begin to say, God, you know what? If you want me in this ministry and you want me to do what you're asking me to do, then right now I need that devil to be rebuked from her car, from her mind, from everything about her. I begin to pray and intercede and begin to cry out to God because I knew the God that I served. Amen. I knew the power that I had. I understood the connected power, the connected potential. Amen. I said, you know what? I'm going to put this to practice now. You know, most of the time when we're praying, we're, oh, hallelujah. We're in glory. But when it's time to pray and fight for your kids, amen, and you know that the devil has them and the devil wants to have them commit suicide. I said, no, devil, not this time. You're not going to do it this time because right now my eyes are open. Amen. And I know who I'm going to cry out to. I know where my power and my strength come from. Amen. Five minutes later, she calls me up. She says, Dad, I don't know. She says, I pulled over the car. She says, I'm right now and Danny's drinking some coffee. I don't know what happened, but I knew what happened. I knew what happened. See, don't ever forget, amen. Don't ever forget where your power comes from. The third part is the fletching. The fletching of an arrow. What that is is the feathers of an arrow. And the, and, the, and when, when the, when the pharaoh, when the feather on the right is, is kind of off, the, the, the arrow will go to the left. If the feather is off to the left, the feather, the arrow will go to the right. And so what happens is that our pastors and our ministers begin to balance us. They begin to give us balance. They begin to put us in children's ministry. They begin to have us usher. They begin to have us do different things. And what they're doing is beginning to balance us. They're beginning to say, what it is it that you can, might be able to do? And some of us don't always want to be back there with the kids. How many thank God for our teachers tonight? Amen. Little do they know it that they're getting fletched right now. <laughs> they're getting balanced. They're finding out, okay, this is it. And some of them already know this is where I'm going. This is what I'm called to do. See, you know one of the worstest things is in Christianity is not knowing your purpose. You know, that's the hardest thing is if you don't have a purpose. And if you've been saved now or a year, you better know what your purpose is. You better know what God called you to do. See, it ain't going to be, God, the Bible says in the book of Joel that I'm going to pour my spirit out in the end days. I'm going to put I give you visions. I'm going to give you dreams. It's going to happen rapidly. You should already know right now. If you don't know tonight, you need to ask God tonight. God, you got to give me purpose. You got to let me know where it is that you want me to go because I don't want to miss my mark. I don't want to just go to the left. I don't want to go to the right. I want to be an individual that when they ask me to do something, I hit my mark see you are you are charged tonight and the first charge that you have tonight is that you are the ambassadors of Jesus Christ you are charged to preach the gospel you are charged to reach the lost that's your first purpose is that you know what maybe I don't know what what my gifting is but I know that I have purpose I know that I know that I know that I need to go out there and preach the gospel anytime I'm around them I need to go and lay hands on them I need to begin to start praying for the sick and believing that for a healing 
you know, I believe God gave us the tools. He gave us the power, amen, so that when we see individuals that might not know Jesus Christ and they're walking with a limp, or you can see them messed up and you can say, you know what, I see that you're hurting. You know what, I'm a Christian, and I believe that Jesus Christ can heal you right now. And you do you believe? Yes, I believe. Okay, then come here. Let me lay hands on you. And then begin to start preaching and praying for them, amen. I believe that, that through the fletching, See, the feathers will create a drag if we don't get fletched right. It would cause it to slow down. You won't, you won't have the speed that it needs to penetrate. Amen? You have to be able to be flinched. Amen? Lastly is the arrow point. Amen? See, sometimes what, 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 what uh, warriors did was that they would begin to start getting the arrowhead. And they would sharpen it, right? They would sharpen it and sharpen the edges and, 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 and different arrowheads were for different things. See, the length of the arrow also talks about the, 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 how far it will go. Some of you might be short arrows. Some of you might just go right down the street. Or some of you might stay in the local church. Some of you, God is already developing to go to Panama. Amen. Some of you are already getting developed to go to Mexico. Amen. So you're just a little bit longer. You're getting ready to go to where God wants you to go. So when you look at your brother and you look at your sister, you say, wow, you're a little bit taller. I'm a little bit this. Well, because God's preparing every arrow differently. Amen. But tonight, the one thing that you have in common is that these arrows would be dipped in oil. Then they would be set on fire. They would be set on fire. And they would go into the enemy's camp. Amen. And tonight, this is what we're doing. Amen. The directors, the the, the pastors here, what you're going to do is you're going to be put into the quiver. And you might be in the quiver for a little while. You might have to sit for a little while. Some of you might come out of that quiver real fast. And some of you guys might just say, okay, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And your pastor says, no, not yet. Just wait. Your time's coming. Because we talked about that last night. We talked about perspective. Our leadership sees something different that you and I sometimes can't see. They begin to start looking at us for other things. Amen. As the worship team comes up, amen. There she is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, an arrow cannot make itself. An arrow can't make itself. You were developed in the home. You were developed there. Remember your roots. Stay humble. Remember what God brought you from. Because there's going to be some journeys that might take you in different directions. They might take you into further places in the world. But I believe with all my heart that this right here, this group, Pastor Danny, these, this, these, this arrows, these group of arrows, these are the ones that are going to bring us into the place, into that third wave that we're talking about. They're the ones. This is the first team. This is the first group. Amen. This is the group that's going to go ahead and move that third wave. See, there's a lot riding on you guys. See, you're the first fruit of the third wave. And right now, you guys got to take a hold of that. You got to grab a hold of that and say, you know what? This is just not no ordinary uh, graduation service. You know what? My pastors, my regional pastors, they're depending on me. 
They're depending on me to get this thing going. You know, not just my family members, but we got to get this ministry and we got to take it to the further part that we can stretch it. Amen. Tonight, I believe that God is going to set you and he's going to put, anoint you. Amen. The anointing's going to come. Amen. We're going to set you on fire. You're going to go ahead and take a blaze. You're going to do things that you never thought you would do. Amen. You're going to go into places you never thought you were going to go into. Some of you are going to be directors. I believe that right now. That right now, some of you right now feel the calling to be a director. Don't don't just think that that's the enemy talking to you. Don't just think it's yourself. It's not just self-talk. That's God. Amen. As everybody stands here tonight, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I know that we're going to go on and tonight's going to be a great, great time of of just seeing what God's going to do. But I hope that this message spoke to not only just the graduates, but it spoke to us as a congregation. Amen. That God sometimes we want to tell our pastors what we need, what we want to do, what what we should do. But it's not our, our, our obligation as arrows to tell the archer where to aim us. Amen. Back before, back in the day, it was we were told and we went. Amen. You know, hey, you you go in that city. Now, sometimes people, oh, no, I, I don't feel that city. I, I don't want to go there. You know, before it was, you know what? You're blessed. Come on. You go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Right. <laughs> we, 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 were, we, we, were, we knew. Amen. This is this is what we're called to do. We, we knew that we were arrows in the hands of an archer. We knew that the archer knew where he wanted to get. See, Pastor Sonny, he's an apostle, amen? He's an apostle. He knows where the targets are out there. He knows, amen? It's not for us to question, amen? It's not for us to say, ah, why that? Why this? I believe God has already given him a vision of what's to take place. I know that Moses... He didn't have to go to the promised land when he sent the spies. He sent the spies. Why didn't Moses go? Because he spent time, 40 days with God already. You don't think that in that time God had already given him the vision of the promised land? So he didn't have to go. It was for them to see. It was for them to see. It wasn't for Moses to see. Moses had already been with God. See, your pastors, your directors, we've already spent time with God. We spend time with God and ask God, Lord, show me what to do. Show me what what's in, in store for their lives. So when God begins to start using you and your directors and your pastors, and no, you, you want to have a director of mortgage, now you're going to be graduates, amen? But some of you might go into second phase, but we're always going to have leaders, amen? That's just the way it is, amen, that we have leadership. We're close to our leaders. Some of our leaders will become our friends. I know that we have three people within our lives, three individuals. We will have our Pauls, those that teach us, those that correct us. Then we're also going to have our Timothys, people that are going to be our friends, people that we can confide in. Then we're also going to have our Barnabases. What did Barnabas do for Paul before he was Paul? He went to the others and he said, look, I believe in him. I believe in him. He became a door opener. See, you're going to need a door opener. You're going to need somebody to say, you know what? I trust. I believe in him. 
They're going to ask your directors, what do you think? Yeah, no, that's it. That's her. She's the one. She's ready. Get to know who your leaders are, which leader you have in your life. Amen. Father God, I come before you tonight, God. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for those that you have entrusted us with, God. Those arrows that are going to get ready to fill the quiver tonight, God. Lord, I pray that, Father God, some might have to wait. I pray that during that waiting process that they don't get antsy, that they don't get frustrated, that they wait, God, because there's a plan, God. You didn't bring them into the home just to go ahead and put them and put them away, God. But there's a plan for their lives, God. And Lord, I pray that right now, Lord, you would touch that individual tonight, God. Lord, reassure them, Father God, that it is you that has brought them into this place. Lord, I pray for the pastors here tonight. Lord, as they begin to have their quivers full, that they would know which arrow to pull out at the right time. Lord, give us wisdom, God. Lord, give us wisdom how to, my God, pull the, 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 the bow back. And Lord, that we would see the target before we let and release. That we would just not be individuals that keep pulling and pulling, but that we would see a target before them. Lord, I thank you, Father God. I praise you. Let's go ahead and sing a song. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.